Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Hi, everyone. Okay, solar cars. What does that make you think of? For me, it's definitely those low, flat, spaceship-looking cars built by universities racing out on some salt flat somewhere. Today on Switched On, we'll take a break from COVID-19 and its impact on everything we cover and talk about those solar cars. The interview is back from early February, where we spoke with Hugh Bromley, who leads consumer behavior research for BNF, about his report titled Solar-Powered Cars, Trickle or Charged, where in the opening line he says, quote, solar-powered vehicles are hitting the frequent roadways. So he'll tell us to what extent they're out on the road and how much of it is real and how much of it is a gimmick. BNF users can get this report on BNF.com, the BNF mobile app, and the Bloomberg Terminal. As a reminder, BNF does not provide investment or strategy advice, and you can hear the full disclaimer at the end of the show. I'm Mark Taylor, and you're listening to Switched On, the BNF podcast. Now, Hugh, why are we studying solar-powered cars? Solar-powered cars for a long time have been bunched in with all the other absurd concepts like solar-powered roads. <laughs> Is it a solar-powered car? Is it solar on a car? We're starting to see some big, big automotive brands put solar into their vehicles. In some cases, it's just there to appeal to some new buyer. But in other cases, it could make a little bit of a difference to your EV range. But there's lots of ifs there. Okay. So this is not a new idea, is it? No, it's not. I mean, I remember in college driving around in a beat-up old Audi that had solar cells in its sunroof. So they've been out there. The first-generation Leaf had a little solar cell in its back spoiler. So the idea you point out in the note has actually been around since the late 50s. They call it bottled up solar energy that would soon be driving people around. Right, yeah, and this kind of Jetsons idea that we'd soon have these levitating vehicles driven by solar and charging up batteries to get you around. There's always been something coming, right? But it's only really now that we've seen this shift to electrification, EVs hitting the streets, that it's more than that gimmick that sits in your sunroof and maybe charges your starter battery, maybe runs a fan in your cabin. And now there's actually something you can do that's helpful, that's practical, and that that's to, to charge your traction battery. So let's go through that. So there are three main types of implementation. Can you list those out for us? The first one is those auxiliary panels, and those ones are basically gimmick. It's just trickle charging your starter motor, or it might be running a ventilation fan. Does that mean, though, if your battery died and you needed a jump, you could rely on solar power? Maybe eventually, if you waited a few days and came back, maybe then, maybe <laughs> then you'd get going again. Okay. <laughs> the second one's kind of what I call supplementary. So these are now connected to your traction battery, but they're pretty small. So it might only be giving you a couple of miles a day of range at best, and might be still the size of just the sunroof for a little bit bigger. And then you have the dream, which is to be a primarily solar-powered vehicle. There's a couple of startups that have pretty promising products. There's one startup in particular, a company called Lightyear, and they model the Lightyear One out of the Netherlands. And that's a concept at the moment, but they're looking to go into production in the next couple of years. And that's a vehicle that won't be exclusively solar-powered, but it will be potentially primarily solar-powered, depending on how you use it. And they're currently just in the Netherlands taking pre-orders, but they're about to open up a U.S. office. They're trying to get their price down to less than half of where it is now. You know, if all of these things fall into place, it doesn't just put solar into a vehicle, but actually changes a lot of the vehicle design to, to make it kind of supportive of that new drivetrain. Mm-hmm. So let's go into that supplementary 
power a bit more. You said there's two main benefits to it. You, you kind of outlined these already, but to, to boost the range for one, and two, to reduce the time spent charging. Now, to me, they seem kind of mutually exclusive, right? That if you're using the power of the sun to extend your range, you're using that to add power to your battery, you're using that power to drive. So you're still going to be spending as much time at the charging station as you would. It doesn't seem quite to work for me. Well, I think the average American now drives about 30 miles a day, right? So these little sunroofs are not going to do that. They're going to do a tenth of that. You might get two to five miles out of it, depending on the size of the array and the size of the vehicle. So it really is only just topping it up. Mm-hmm. But that means you might only need to visit the charging station for 10 minutes less. Or, you know, if it's a car that you don't use every day and sits on the street gathering sunlight you know, throughout the week and then on the weekends, you, oh, you, you might want to make a run out of town it can kind of accumulate over time. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's not a game changer. And maybe the other flip side is there are users who do just pot around town and, and don't go very far, and this could make a difference for them. It's not there to totally replace your charging network or your home charging by any means. It's just a, a little bit of extra juice. You think about share cars. They sit on the street all day or yeah, all the time okay. and often don't go very far, yeah. in which case they could just be there sucking up sunlight as well. Huh, okay. So let's talk about the numbers. So. They can extend the range a couple of miles for a sunroof-based um, array, but for a bigger array, for your whole roof, how far are we talking? How big is the array? Supplementary vehicles first. There's two on the market globally that are connected to the traction batteries. It's on the Toyota Prius Prime, although not, not on the U.S. models, and on the Hyundai Sonata Hybrid. The Prius can get about 3.5Ks of, of additional range, the company says, two miles a day. Of additional range, it's Sweet. it's not huge. Yeah, that's that's only a smaller rate. It's 180 watts. So you know that's like putting half a solar panel on your roof, basically. In, in yeah. Today's numbers. Give us some context. How big is an array on a rooftop? Between four and seven or eight kilowatts on your roof. Okay. So you know this is tiny. You know. Uh, and how big are these? The ones that are just there attached to hybrids, 180 to 200 watts. Okay, so quite a bit smaller. Quite a bit smaller. You might put 20 panels on your roof. This is half a panel that you're putting on your car. And space is a limiting factor here, right? But actually what you're seeing, when there's this company Sono in Germany, and they're not just filling up the roof, but they're starting to fill up the body panels as well. We're at the point where solar is cheap enough that you don't need to orientate it perfectly. You just want to suck up all that diffuse light as well and get the extra miles. You spoke at the BNF Summit not too long ago in San Francisco a bit about form factor in electric vehicles, how looks actually matter. Would you drive a car with solar cells all around it? I love the idea as a former solar analyst, but I think the real challenge for me is the premium you're going to pay. The solar is actually not worth a lot here. Mm. There may be only $100 worth of solar cells that go into one of these roofs, but you're probably talking about a $1,000 to even $3,000 premium on these vehicles, and the big factor there is the glass that encapsulates the solar cell. That's not that different to what you'd pay for a full panoramic sunroof on your vehicle anyway, but in which case you get to bask in all the light and everything else. So the idea is, are you going to pay a premium for that big glass roof, and then you're going to take away the benefits of it by covering it in solar? (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if that appeals to all that many people, but there'll be some. I'm hesitating here because I don't know what I would do. I'm not sure if I would want to drive one that's covered in solar panels. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it might be more likely that you see this going into the body panels, then it doesn't interfere with your comfort level. And if you don't get quite as much power out of it, it's okay. The solar panels are dirt cheap. Yeah. So you mentioned Hyundai, you mentioned Toyota, Sono, and Lightyear. Who else is thinking about this or is involved in it? The other one that's been out there for a long time is actually Karma. The Fisker Karma had a solar panel in its roof. That was only run for about 18 months. 
That original system wasn't hooked up to the traction battery, though. It was a plug-in hybrid, okay. but the solar panel only powered a fan in the cabin again. The new version has a bigger solar panel and actually it's connected to the traction battery now, so it does make a difference, albeit on a vehicle that's not really designed for efficiency. It's there for power. What do you see for those types of companies? Do you see them making it on their own, being bought by a bigger automaker, or just going under? Well, at the moment, they're doing a lot of it themselves or, or through partnerships with specialty firms. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the Sono Cyan is going to be manufactured in Sweden at what is now an electric vehicle hub at a former Saab plant. The Lightyear One has just announced that they'll be outsourcing production to a partner, not doing it themselves. But what's really interesting is all this innovation's occurring. We're seeing these startups that have pretty cool technology, may not scale, but even the technology within the vehicle itself, embedding the cell into the panels. And the automakers haven't touched it. There's no automakers that have either you know partnered directly with them or put funds in or participated in the venture rounds. And actually, there could be something here. They're getting pre-orders that aren't insignificant. Do you think the big automakers are missing it or just not paying attention? I suspect it's mostly not paying attention. There have been automakers that have tried and been burnt by solar in the past. Because in your report, you have a chart in there that shows all top 10 automakers have at least considered this or tried it in some way. What's holding them all back? Everyone has, right? The automakers were either involved in one of these university racing teams or their engineers and designers wanted to put it in a roof. Nothing's made in this production outside of the Toyota and the uh, Hyundai model and these really old Audis and Mazdas. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised there hasn't been a bit more speculation on this. Even the solar industry is not quite there yet. They're, they're selling normal cells into, into these manufacturers rather than being involved themselves. But that could change. It seems in electric vehicles, you know, one thing that has always been the thing that is making a difference but not as talked about is delivery vehicles or freight or something like that. This seems to be a perfect application for delivery vehicles as well, putting solar arrays on panel vans. Maybe, but I think at the, at the price point I said before, you know, one to three thousand dollars, it's not going to pay itself back. Okay. So if, if you if you suddenly you know translate this to a more rational consumer, it probably doesn't make sense. We have seen companies wrap bus roofs and pannier vans in thin film solar in the past. Mm-hmm. Those haven't gone all that far for a mixture of bad technology choice and you know, questionable vendors. But if the economics could stack up there, you're right, it's an application that might make more sense. They're on the road, they're exposed, they're not parked on the ground, there's more opportunity potentially. Okay, so why this, why now? Why is this picking up at all? So one reason is just that solar is very cheap, but that doesn't really explain it. There's been no solar breakthrough that suddenly it makes sense in vehicles again. These companies are using solar cells that are basically the same that are going on your roof or into the field. What's really different is that one, we have electric vehicles on the road, And secondly, those electric vehicles are becoming much more efficient. You can go a whole lot further on a kilowatt hour of stored energy now than you could a few years ago. And that means that if you have solar cells becoming a little bit more efficient and cars becoming a whole lot more efficient, those solar panels suddenly make a bigger difference. And also varies depending on the vehicle, right? So the plug-in hybrids tend to be less electrically efficient than a fully electric vehicle. So you won't get as much bang for your solar cell on a a plug-in hybrid as you would on on a fully electric vehicle. So this is on the margins. Do you think it'll stay on the margins? You'll We'll start to see them on all cars in the near future. I think we're going to see more just because we're at the point where, like, why not? You know, you're talking about 100 bucks sure. of solar on, on a $40,000, $50,000 vehicle. Why not? Tesla's been the real absent name here for a long time. At one stage, they're going to put on the Model 3, then it didn't happen. There's now an announcement that it will go on the Cybertruck. May or may not happen. You know, believe must Twitch, Even smaller roof, right? Twitter. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to be its own roof and potentially these big flap-out panels. Oh, yeah. uh, so that would be different. But I think we'll, we'll continue to see it as an option in 
cars that have panoramic sunroofs anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how big the addressable market is for that. How many customers actually want to sacrifice sun, their light in order to get solar panels and not get a discount for that? But if things move a little bit further and it's integrated into body panels, into your front hood or your side panels, at the right price, it delivers some benefit. It doesn't take you off the grid. It doesn't mean you're going to run out of juice five kilometers down the road and have to pull over and wait three days for a recharge. <laughs> it just means that you have that little bit extra of free range every day. I'll take it. I'll take free range. That sounds great. <laughs> Thanks, Hugh. Thanks for coming in. No problem. Bloomberg NEF is a service provided by Bloomberg Finance LP and its affiliates. This recording does not constitute, nor should it be construed as, investment advice, investment recommendations, or a recommendation as to an investment or other strategy. Bloomberg NEF should not be considered as information sufficient upon which to base an investment decision. Neither Bloomberg Finance LP nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this recording, and any liability as a result of this recording is expressly disclaimed. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.